would the Irish language survive without Gaeltacht regions? Say in a hypothetical Ireland where Irish Gaelic only survived in dispersed urban communities, could the language survive? Or can the language only survive if there are rural communities in Ireland where the language is dominant? Hi, I'm Owen from Bite Size Irish Gaelic and welcome to episode 73 of the Bite Size Irish Gaelic podcast. So for setting the scene, like what is a Gaeltacht, first of all? For me, it's it's more practical to call a Gaeltacht. That's just a place where the Irish language is dominant. It's mainly in rural places in Ireland. It, it is in rural places in Ireland, but not many places. And that area has been getting smaller and smaller. But there's more official definition as well, where the Gaeltacht regions are on a map. There's official borders. And the trouble with those borders is that they're a bit out of date, which basically means the areas where the Irish language were strong, uh, was strong before, that those areas are shrinking now. So when I say the Gaeltacht, I'm just referring to the place where people do speak the Irish language, or at least a, a good chunk of people in the area do. So for setting the scene, um, there was a 2016 Irish census. So One of the questions, or there's a couple of questions around the Irish language as part of this national census. So we've got some nice statistics. Only 73,803 people declared that they speak the Irish language daily outside of the education system. So not including in schools, for example. So 73,000 people, it's that's a nice chunk of people. But like for a language, we're talking a tiny number of people really, right? And then the census also lets us break down the Gueltacht regions, the official Gueltacht regions, compared to outside of the Gueltacht regions. So I mentioned before in the podcast, so 96,000 people live in the Gueltacht regions, or that was as of April 2016. And interestingly, 66% of people in those regions indicated that they can speak the language. So it's not even that they do speak the language, but they can. So that's only a majority of people in these Gueltacht regions say that they can speak Irish. So I'm kind of painting a stark picture right now, but... Um, it's not all doom and gloom, right? So stick with me. So the largest kind of proportion of Irish speakers in a Gwildacht region was in County Galway, with 29% of the residents of the that Gwildacht region uh, speaking Irish every day. Now, so I've been talking about these official Gwildacht borders, and in 2012, uh, a law came in in Ireland, where they defined 26 new like language planning areas. And from what I understand, these are more specific, kind of focused areas, maybe around a town or a cluster of villages, for example, where they can uh, draw up plans for those specific, each specific area, like on Chahurua, for example, uh, in County Galway. And then it's interesting to have a look at the Irish language outside of the Gaeltacht. Again, on the census, like 
Dublin, the capital of Ireland, of course, and its suburbs. 14,900 people uh, declared that they speak Irish daily outside of the educational system. That's a lot of people. Like The thing is, though, these urban areas, for me, there's no real cluster of people. Or Yeah, people will meet maybe around Irish language schools. There's some Irish language like organizations. So there's places where people do get together. But really, these 14,900 people in Dublin are scattered throughout the, the city. It's not like there's one little village with 14,000 people, right? The next largest urban area was Cork, with 2,700 uh, daily speakers of the Irish language. So it's interesting, though, that these urban communities, like you're talking some families, so I would have declared myself as an Irish speaker. I speak Irish with my kids, for example. I speak Irish with the rest of my family, too, although I don't speak with them daily. Um, so it's more sporadic. But people are well connected, like not only the urban areas, but throughout Ireland and further afield. People are connected for online basically um being they're pulling together like you can see this on twitter just for example twitter is a nice example because you can see this public discussion there's hashtags and trends and a lot of youngsters included here are speaking irish on twitter uh, connecting and surely meeting up as well as some kind of for example pop-up where you get together in a pub so that's the figures from the census um so now for maybe more hypothetical uh, philosophical question like where do we focus our efforts this question for me came from we want to make a small contribution to an irish language charitable organization from bite-sized irish gaelic so we're looking at okay who do we try to support like where do we add our tiny bit of money to try to help the Irish language people, not the Irish language itself, but the people living their lives through the language, uh, making meaning through the language. So the question is, like, can the Irish language only survive with these traditional Gwaeltacht regions? And if that is the case, we have to, like, do all we can to get the language to survive in these Gwaeltacht regions. And the trouble is, it's it's like a it's a downward trend. So I don't know how far it'll go. Like, will it reach a logical conclusion where no one will speak Irish in these regions, or surely there'll be some kind of still uh, a, a strong sense of tradition and still families using the language. Like, so I don't know. Or do we say that yeah, we don't need to concentrate our national international efforts on these regions. It should be more general or more specific, even the, the urban Irish speakers. So for another perspective um, from Sun Tzu, who wrote the uh, very old book, and maybe this person didn't write that whole book, but that his name is attributed, The Art of War. So one uh, translated quote is, To secure ourselves against defeat lies in our own hands. And for me, that means like, you must first survive and you can't win without first surviving, right? So it does make sense. Like we should continue to try to help people 
speak Irish wherever they are. And that includes, for me, the rural areas where are more traditional, where the Irish language is spoken. Another quote, an army avoids strength and strikes weakness. And that's when you're, that's speaking about its enemies. So my takeaway here is that you capitalize on your strong points. And for me, the strong point is the Irish language in urban areas. I mean, that's where I feel the energy is, what I've seen, my interaction with people through the Irish language. Um, I haven't heard many like positive news stories about the Gwiltacht region. So I'm not saying give up on it. So it's, it's never black and white, right? There's always a third option. It's not a zero-sum game. Like, um, we can help Irish speakers in the Gwiltacht regions. We can help Irish speakers in the urban regions. And that doesn't take away from the other region, right? It's um, as long as there's some kind of networking effect. And there is, of course, through people meeting and also like in online connections, then either area will be brought up. Like the tide will rise. Uh, it doesn't really matter who, where you focus that on. So that's my big question. Like, do we focus our efforts on the traditional Gwiltacht regions? Or do we focus our efforts on capitalizing on this energy that the Irish language does have in urban areas? I'll leave you to ponder that. All right, on to our listener questions part of the show where you can record your own questions. So I invite you to be part of the podcast. Come to www.bitesize.com dot irish slash podcast and click the appropriate button to record your question please go to an, a quiet area maybe write out your question um, so that you know what you want to ask and we go to our first question shack geoglitch owen this is shack powers from colorado in the united states my question for you is when i am trying to learn irish on duolingo it will pronounce words one way or give me one way of saying something and if i try to use google translate oftentimes it comes up with something completely different different words different word structure so my question is are they both equally acceptable to say or is one more correct than the other thank you so, Shaq, thanks so much for your question. So, it's interesting, both of these sources, like Duolingo, I don't know what source their text is from. So, I'm not sure, uh, are they taking their text from books or are people translating them? Who translates their phrases? I do know like they drop popular culture kind of phrases into their apps, which is really cool. And then... On the Google Translate side, I mean, Google Translate works off statistics. Um, so a lot of their, their work, if you put in your phrase, it'll try to match up your phrase to other translations from the past. Um, so nothing like that can be perfect. Although, you know, it can be surprisingly accurate, especially if, when you consider the Irish language. So are either correct or wrong? Like, I... I'd have to take a specific example, I guess, Shaq, but I think it's fair enough to take Duolingo for the word. 
and if something is wrong um, I'm sure people do report it and then they go back to correct it so for example at Bite Size Irish Gaelic we've got our online course featuring thousands of audio recordings and if anybody comes across a mistake we go back and fix it reword it re-record it if needed and uh, so these things are always being improved so don't get a tattoo from Duolingo, don't get a tattoo from Google Translate, don't get a tattoo from Bite Size Irish Gaelic with some phrase that you've found. Um, but I think if you're learning uh, fair play to you, that's excellent. And uh, do take these sources, like especially for Duolingo, because that's centered for around learners. Whereas uh, Google Translate, I mean, that's really only a best guess. I wouldn't rely on that for any big reason. Okay, right, thanks, Jack. So our second question comes from Michal in Denmark. Gierich is Misha Michal Krohor. I'm an uh, I'm an Irish learner from Denmark. I don't speak Irish, but I'm uh, trying to learn it. My dad's from Cork. So he speaks Irish, but uh, he hasn't really used the language for a long time, so he's kind of rusty. And I'm I'm like looking around the internet, you know, on YouTube or such to find videos learning how to pronounce Irish, learning the grammar. But I, I seem to have a problem with understanding if there's any differences regarding dialect. There are some words that I learn online that my dad doesn't understand, and I have a hard time figuring out whether it's because of the dialect or uh, if there simply is differences around the country so that's my question and uh, thank you very much for your podcast so thanks so much for your question uh, it's an interesting case we covered this lately on the bite size irish Gaelic podcast and i wanted to share my answer here because you have a great question interestingly like my view on it is it doesn't matter what dialect you're learning, you don't even have to realize as a learner, for me, in my opinion, what dialect a certain phrase is from and which one you should concentrate on. So Irish speakers in Ireland typically are exposed enough to the Irish language media, right? So a large proportion of people will listen to some kind of Irish language radio like Radio Nguiltachta they'd be in touch with people probably not only from their own region but yeah sure that's always the case too right so your strongest connections are probably the people closest to you so are you learning words that any Irish speaker would not understand like I don't know what your dad's case is is he exposed to the Irish language these days is he watching TG Cahar television like I'll be watching that TV station sometimes and yeah, sure, there are words that I don't understand, but you kind of, if you're listening to something, you just can pick it up from context, right? It's not a fatal problem usually. So there you go. Um, I wouldn't let this hold you back, basically. Don't let it stop you. I know it's easy to question yourself, right? So you've learned a word, you've tried to memorize it, and then the person you're testing yourself out on doesn't understand you and yeah sure like I can understand your frustration but on a more general point uh, don't let this hold you back okay thanks to your question Michal very nice to have you as part of the podcast
So to conclude, thanks to Tsukumo uh, for their music under uh, shared under Creative Commons license that we use on this podcast. And I'd be interested to hear your question recorded on this podcast. So come to www.bitesize.irish slash podcast and click the button. You can um, record your audio question and we'll feature it on the podcast. Mm-hmm.